Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, my name is Meg. I'm a compulsive overeater. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, I'm nervous. I didn't used to be so nervous, but um, my anxiety disorder has just skyrocketed in the last year or so. Um, So I am nervous, but I will just um, do my best. Um, So I have been in recovery for 25 years, but I have uh, struggled with relapse. And in the past about a year and a half, I have um, had three relapses. I I had had about eight years of abstinence and then uh, binged three times and then got seven months of abstinence and then went on a four-month binge spree and then um, most recently had four months of abstinence and I have binged twice now and uh, right now I'm I think 23 days out of relapse but um, I do believe that my recovery stays with me I um, what do I want to say I guess that I don't actually regret my binges because they have brought me closer to my higher power. Um, in one of these times recently, I guess when I had seven months of abstinence, I had been struggling to believe that a, a, a higher power could restore me to sanity. I really, really struggled with that. And I started praying for it every day. Most days I pray and, and meditate and, um, and also write a letter to God, which I'll talk about. But I um, I just wanted so badly to believe. I felt like that was what I needed in order to stay abstinent. And um, I think I've talked in here before about my prayers. I'm just going to tell you what my prayer um, was and, and is. But um, focusing on coming to believe, I said, I pray to believe I'll be restored to sanity. I choose to believe I'll be restored to sanity. I act as if I believe I'll be restored to sanity. I am coming to believe I'll be restored to sanity. I love my body. I respect my body. I trust my body. I am faithful to my body. I believe in the power of the universe. I trust in the power of the universe. I believe I'll be restored to sanity. I trust I'll be restored to sanity. I surrender. And going through that prayer every day for seven months, um, I really did come to believe that I could be restored to sanity. And, um, and I also went through it with, uh, first I did it with um, the, the focus on abstinence from binging, but then I would also do it on um, my food plan uh, and then on my anxieties. And I still do all three of those every day. But 
Um, so I, I did come to believe that I'd be restored to sanity, but um, when the binge thought got really strong again, I just said, oh, I don't care what the consequences are, I'm going to binge. And so now I'm focusing on um, heeding the consequences of binging. For me, the consequences are weight gain and spiritual bereftness. And um, I guess, unfortunately, weight gain is the biggest one for me. It just horrifies me. Um, so, uh, so, uh, focusing on um, being kind to myself by remembering what the consequences of binging are. And it's helped me in the last 23 days to turn away from binge thoughts. I just, it just deflects them altogether. Um, I hope that that will continue to be the case, but at any rate, that, that is what um, I am working on. And then I um, also most days write a letter to my higher power and my higher power writes me back and I use my left hand, my, my non-dominant hand um, to write God's part of the correspondence. And um, my sponsor has been suggesting that I share some of this stuff for a long time. So I'm going to share some of my letters today, not the letters that I wrote, but what God uh, wrote Five to minutes. me. Okay. Thank you. Um, so on May 18th, God read, uh, wrote, Meg, honey, I want for you to take the time to really remember how, um, it, it's a little hard for me to read sometimes this <laughs> with my left hand, but um, to take the time to really remember how unbearable your life feels after every single binge, how you wish after every single binge that you had stayed in a very bearable state before a binge. I wish that you find something in maintaining abstinence that will outweigh the desire for the pleasure of binging. I want for you the comparative peace of not binging, the freedom of abstinence, the freedom from the horrifying consequences of binging. I am here to help you through this. All you need is to pray and mean it, and I can help you get there too. You can have a life beyond your wildest dreams. You have been there before. You can be here again, right? Now, this very minute, I love you. I am holding your hand. Love God. And May 31st. Meg, I am here for you may seem like a boring refrain that has lost its emotional power, but it continues to be true. Only the more powerful while you are in relapse because I want abstinence so much for you. When you hurt, I hurt. What comes to me now is the aspect of relapse as a habit, and habits are hard to break. You feel hopeless, at least on some level, of making it through the next intense binge thoughts because you think you are at the mercy of your thoughts, citing recent quote-unquote evidence to yourself. What if you looked at your whole history, in particularly the last few years, 
What if you focused on the fact that the overwhelming majority of the time you are abstinent? Focus on the strong possibility that you will make it through the next storm, that the storm may not even be as intense if you aren't afraid of it. Be well, Meg. Remember, I'm here hurting and hoping with you. September 16th. Meg, I'm still so very sad. I am as well as you. I hurt when you hurt. I am bearing this tremendous pain with you. I know how much you focus on your weight. I want for you that you can let this go, that you can focus on conscious contact and what you can do for your recovery today. Maybe start step three. Keep listening to what you can listen for what you can add to your recovery. Maybe a prayer, prayerful, prayerful poem again. Hope is the thing with feathers. Remember that I love you. And September twenty first. No, September twenty second. Meg, I always want to emphasize that I love you and love your body. I am not exasperated with you or tired of the subject of body hatred. There is a way for you to live today without hatred for your body. That way is love, a soft feeling and often a compassion, like a big sister, protective against hatred. Reach for that and know that it is there. One more. Meg, I think today I mostly have love to send your way, and I know you send it back. We are as always in this together. Try to remember that when you really need that when you really need to remember, maybe with the image of God the Potter Woman holding your hand, or God the tremendous Sequoia Redwood Tree, the God the joyful music, Bach cello suites maybe, or Magnificat, or the CPE Bach Obro Concerto you're listening to now, or any other of millions of other joyful musics. Maybe God and the smell of a flower or the smell of vanilla, a good memory of childhood, good memory from anywhere along the journey of your life. God and your love for John and his for you, all aspects of that love in your 20 years together. God and all other love in your life, in good relationships with your mom and dad. God in the ocean, in watching birds. Thank you in the glory of being able to walk as well as you can. I could keep on adding to this list ad infinitum, and you can make a list whenever you need. I pray that you will read this list or make another with your whole heart. I know that you can. Also, know that I am filled with joy when you, when you are conscious and connected and feeling joy. Have a wonderful time on your date with John. Love God. Um, okay, so that's enough of my letters. Thank you for listening to that. Um, I'm not sure what else I want to say. I really don't know what else I want to say. Um, I guess I've talked about um, 
how hard I work through abstinence. I think I'm just going to end there because I'm not sure what else to say. So thank you for listening.